Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. Do you know the rules of the game? I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I don't want to talk to you. You shouldn't even get this tape. Hey. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily, all I want is dubs, you know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper, all I know is run money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in the game life out here in Texas or struggle for next year. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bella, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in with my co-host, how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. On a lovely Saturday, man. Got a good workout in this morning. Feeling great. Love to hear it, Kelly. Love it, man. But y'all, our other two brothers, Jared and Kelly, could make it on this episode. But once again, we got another very special. Huh? Oh, I said, damn, I said your name, huh? Listen to me. I'm, I'm normally the one gone. So. <laughs> yeah, my brother Jalen couldn't make it and my brother Jared couldn't make it. But we got yet another fire episode for y'all. We got our brother Kyrie Harper up out of Texas. He runs a marketing agency, and he got a lot of fire gems, man. We just been having a great conversation coming into this, so I'm excited. Kyrie, how you doing, bro? Can't complain. Life is beautiful, man. It really is. Love to hear it, bro. Love to hear it. So, man, we glad that you could come on the show, come and take this time out to talk with us. So, bro, I really just want to hop right into it. First, like... Who is Kyrie and how did you get into Facebook marketing and uh, marketing in general? So I'm going to make I'm going to give you the short story. So who is Kyrie? Kyrie's basically, I, I came from foster care. The first 10 years of my life, I was in foster care, bouncing from house to house. I lived in Israel, the country. I got adopted into a Jewish family, came back to Jersey at 16, got kicked out of my mom's house, which is my adopted mom's house at 17. 
My brother's out getting locked up, you know what I mean, doing this thing. You know, you, you all know the story. At uh, 18, I'm like, but I'm really on my own at 18. So I was like, yo, I got to go get it. So I worked all these jobs, everything else, blah, 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 every type of job, car dealership, delivery, et cetera. And then I started doing my own business because I was like, yo, listen, I'm not relying on nobody to give me my money. I'm already making $200 a week. If I don't get it, I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Because I'm already making nothing. So I'm like, bet. I started doing my own businesses, but every single job I worked, it always resorted back into customer service, getting yourself out there, attention. Grant Cardone always said like, yo, attention equals money. You know, so I was like, word, whatever. So everything I did, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to stop like this corporate environment structure. When any business I start, I'm just going to be me. I noticed that it always gave me attention. I was like, oh, so this is how I market. I'm marketing off my Facebook. You know, that's how I'm getting business, doing things, this, that, and the other. And just from there, I just started digging deeper and deeper into it. I was like, how do I take this, this attention I can get on Facebook and the trust that people have for me and turn it into a business? Mm-hmm. And that's when the studying happened. I really got into podcasts more. Gary Vaynerchuk, he started talking two years ago. I listened to a podcast from Gary Vaynerchuk. And he said, whoever you are out there, if you have a business, you need to get into Facebook ads. He was like, it's the cheapest platform out there. I didn't listen to him for the first two years, but it always mm-hmm. sat in the back of my head. because so I tried the Shopify store, didn't work out. Tried the Forex thing, didn't work out. I tried the real estate thing in the beginning, definitely didn't work out, but then it did. Funny, when I started doing online marketing for real estate, that's when I smacked it out the park. <laughs> so from that moment on, like that 2017 moment when I started that marketing, I was like real marketing with Google ads and stuff. I was like, all right, word, this might be something because everyone, it's working and no one's using it right now for real estate. And I was like, but we're paying like, well, my partner's paying like $5,000 a month. I was like, if I could just learn that, I'm like, it's just a human being on the other side of it. It's not like it's like AI or robots. I was like, so there's something I just need to learn. Mm-hmm. So last year I dipped to Columbia for three months, took the last of my money, went to Chase Bank. They're like, hey, you want to apply for a credit card? I was like, I have good credit. I don't really know. I'm happy with what I got. And the guy, he basically convinced me, he's like, just apply. So I was like, you know what, we're running. He was like, all right, so we, we got you approved for $5,000. I was like, say no more. Next thing I know, I'm back out in Columbia. I was like, I got five grand on the credit card. So I was like, I'm going to live in Columbia for 400 bucks a month in a beautiful place because everything's cheaper in South America. I bought a course for $1,000, how to run Facebook ads for realtors. Then I bought a second one. Then I bought a third one, maxed out the credit card. I'm in Columbia with like $200 to my name. And then after that, I'm just like, yo, this is it. <laughs> this is the time. <laughs> I was like, this is it. Because it was the freedom. When it really boiled down to it, because I'm sitting here, I'm seeing all these Americans. I'm like, yo, how are you guys out here right now? They're like, oh, Shopify, Shopify store, we run Facebook ads. We, want, we run Facebook ads, online store. I was like, so y'all making dollars? where a full five-star meal costs you 10. See, that conversion just makes sense to me. If you can work from the computer and still do your thing like it's nothing. I was like, so you guys don't have like clients like getting weirded out that you're in a different country? Like they do not give a damn. They just want the results, period. And after that, I was like, I met this kid named Ravi Abuvala. He was giving me no time of day. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know he was that boy. But I was just talking to him, just you know what I mean? Just conversate. You know, you know how us black people do. We just talk. So I go back and look this kid up. I mean, Adam on Facebook and stuff. I'm seeing he was interviewed by Fox. He's traveling the world. He's making $200,000 a month. So I hit him up like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, 
you ain't doing a business. You obviously sell drugs. This is why you're in Columbia, <laughs> period. I was like, nobody's making $200,000 at 24 years old. Don't sit here and lie to me. Yeah. And I, know some, I got some friends that make some money. They're not making 200. He was like, yo. It's like, I'm not going to tell you the secret because I charge $500 for the hour. But, and that was last year. Now he charges $10,000. But he was like, I run Facebook ads. I hire all virtual assistants. He was like, I created a system, built it out, showed somebody how to do it. And now they show everyone else that comes on how to do it. So it's just a machine now. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. I was like, what is this dude talking about? Like, you can't hire people for three, two, one dollar an hour and build a $200,000 a month business. That's mm-hmm. two million a year at 24 years old. It is not possible. So he dropped this gem on me. I keep seeing them all over YouTube and stuff. And I'm just like, yo, he's doing something. Because obviously my marketing isn't working. I'm trying to get one client. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing everything. I'm wearing I'm doing the ads. I'm doing the reaching out to leads. I'm doing everything. So we're going to stop the thing right there before we get into the whole story of what happened in 2020. All right. Because <laughs> it gets real. So, yeah, 2020 hits. I lose everything. Because my brother just got off parole. When I came back from Columbia, I had a townhouse in a beautiful town called South Orange. If you're from Jersey, you know what that is. He got evicted because him, the landlord, didn't get along. You know, I got a son. So I moved back in with my baby mom. So this is basically November-ish. I really moved back in, but we're going to start at January. So I lose everything all the way basically until 2020. 2020 started off bad. I'm talking maxed out credit cards because of Columbia. Still never paid them off because I thought I was going to be rich by then. I was like, all I need is like three months to pay them off. This marketing company is going to boom. That was false. Did not happen that way at all. And I should have known that because I've created many businesses that took forever. And then, uh, so whatever, it's me, my baby moms, my son, and her parents. So there's six of us in a one-bedroom apartment. So we're talking 20, like we're talking just this January. So there were six of us in a one-bedroom apartment. And, but that's when I decided, I was like, I'm going to go back into this marketing stuff. And I'm going to listen to that kid from Columbia and say, and actually look at these systems. So I got into it. I started building it out again. People in Jersey, they already got love for me because I put a lot of people on back in the day with deals and stuff like that. In real estate, so they're like, yo, Kyrie, whatever you need, I'll be your guinea pig. No worry. No worry. So I got like three clients from our marketing agency. I'm charging them like 300 bucks a month. It ain't nothing. It's just enough to cover expenses. And as I'm working, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to hire a virtual assistant. And I told him when I hired her, I'm like, listen, I want you to work with me 20 hours a week. I don't know how long this job is going to last. Because I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it, period. And she was like, honestly, I just lost my job. I just had a baby. Anything is fine. She's in Nicaragua right now. That's where she's from. And so I started showing her how to do everything, all that other good stuff. And then I was like, listen, you just hold down the back end, the ads, the this. I'm like, listen, I know it's a lot of work. I need you full time. Don't worry. I got you. I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. And she was like, all right, no problem. She just gave me all of her trust. She was like, say no more. And so now that I'm not working on the back end anymore, mm-hmm. doing the Facebook ads, trying to talk to these leads to give it to the real estate agents to convert them and all that, I'm only focused on sales. So now I'm going in strictly with sales. You know, I have realtors leaving good reviews about me. People are starting to see, so things are heating up. People are like, yo, woo, woo, woo. he told me about this. Someone told me about that. I was like, yeah, let me show you what I do. So then bang, I got like six sales in a month. 
was like, all right, now we're cooking real prices this time. I'm charging like $700 to $1,500 per person. So I got a little bread in the cut. I was like, I could pay this credit card off or I could keep going into my business. I was like, forget that credit card. They're going to have to eat this one. I was like, I'll take the 480 credit score all day. Don't worry about that. I can get that back. I'm not going to get this opportunity back though. Because momentum, you can't, you can't beat momentum. Once that's going, it comes back when it wants to, not when you want it to. So basically from there, my man's Shandon, he's actually my sales director now. He's out in France and he just came back. He's like, yo, I ain't got no job. He's like, I'm about to go work at a gas station. I was like, I ain't going to let my mans go out like that. I was like, listen, bro, it's not a lot of money. And I, it hurts me to make this offer to you. But I was like, can you please be handle the sales and I'll pay you $3 an hour. And he was like, what? He was like, only because you're my man and I see you really are confident that this business is going to work, I'm going to do it. He was like, but if I find something else, I'm out. I was like, more than fair. So now I got Carmen, I got Shandon. And you know, now we have like seven, eight clients. Mm -hmm. My business is, it takes a lot to learn. It's a three month training process. So we're learning, we're growing, we're tweaking, we're adjusting. But at the same time, as I told you, attention pays. We're still getting every good result that happens in the company. I'm blasting it on Facebook. I'm hitting my friends with it. I'm like, yo, get on board before prices go up. Little do they know there's a hole burning in my pocket. I'm like, oh my God. I don't, because I, you know, one thing I pay my people, period. I get paid last. I know they say pay yourself first, but when you start out, always pay your people first. So, boom. Things are picking up. Shandon, he's starting to get the vibe of like how demos work, how the sales work. His confidence is different now on the calls mm -hmm. rather than like before he used to get on sales calls and be like talking about like landing pages. I'm like, bro, talk about the results. No one cares about the landing page. They want to know, is this marketing going to work for them? So he started catching this rhythm. He started doing more demo calls. Next thing I know, you know, I'm posting more results. I'm getting more systems, automations in place. And then I'm working with these people top dogs in the industry, for the real estate industry. They make me a video testimonial. And then from there, the minute I dropped that video on my Facebook, that week, I think we did like eight clients, all because of that one person saying something. And now it's just like, we're rocking. I think we got like 27 clients right now. Prices are good. We just hired three more people yesterday. So now we're a team of eight. Dog. <laughs> it was a journey. It, it, it's a journey in a process, but I'm glad that you come here and share that with the people because, you know, like we talk about building businesses a lot. We talk about people starting their own business. You can't really like you can't avoid the difficult parts of your story. Like nothing's going to ever be just all a cakewalk whenever it comes to this entrepreneurship thing. And the way you were going about building your business, you knew it was going to take some more sacrifices to really get the things done that needed to be done. Cause you didn't come into it with the mentality of like, I'm going to just hustle up this. I'm trying to build the system from day one so that I'm not going to be the person doing the work. Yeah. I just, it's interesting, man. People need to think about that one. It's the only way to build a business because my staff now knows, and it feels amazing saying staff, it really does. They now know if there's ever a client that needs to talk to me directly, that means somebody's getting fired. Because there are seven other people for that client to speak to before they ever have to speak to me, period. But that's from the system that was built out. I wasn't just building a system for my business. I was building a system where 
I could be a business owner. You know, as a business owner, once you reach a certain level within your business, people should not be talking to you, period. You know, you should only be talking to who you want to talk to. Or if it's like a big team, like I have a, a meeting with a brokerage on Tuesday via Zoom. The guy has 17 brokerages. That's a conversation I'm going to take. But I'm not going to take the one real estate agent. If people say, oh, that's switching up, blah, blah. No, it's not. It's valuing your time. I do not hire salespeople, account managers for me to have to do the work. Because if I have to do the work, why don't I just make more of the money? I'm not going to do both. So which one is it? And it's in the, I'm telling you, in the beginning, it is such an entitlement thing people have. They're like, oh, you done changed, blah, blah, blah. You done switched up. You think you're too good now. I'm like, in reality, you were the same person clowning me when I brought this to you. You were the first person I made the offer to. When I was down bad in January, you were the first person I offered this service to for $300 and you still said no. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to act? You know what I'm saying? And it's not out of spite. I just leveled up. There's levels to this shit, period. And it's never from an egotistical standpoint. It's from a time standpoint. And I do not have the time to be dealing with other people when I've hired people to do such tasks. You don't order from Amazon and talk to Jeff Bezos. He's not packing your bags for you. You know, he's not checking the warehouses. He's not management there. He has no idea what's even going on in his business. At least I know what's going on. He just goes and collects the check. And that's where we all need to be, though. Period. I think that's a huge thing. And especially when you're building a, a business, and especially when you're doing it starting off, is having the mindset that you can't be doing everything. You can't sit there and be all the employees. You run yourself up. Rig, you just really run yourself dry and you won't be able to do it. But I kind of want to ask you, how do you know the balance of between what you need to be doing versus what you can hire out? I'm so glad you asked that question. Otherwise, I would have just skipped right over it. This is a gem dropper. So whoever's listening right now, write this down. Delegate all tasks you are either bad at or that you do not want to do, period. If I like making Facebook ads, I am not going to hire somebody to make Facebook ads. I hate it, so I don't do it. But I do love client acquisition and getting people in the door. So I'm going to spend a majority of my day bringing in clients. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing the demo calls or the sales calls. So that's outsourced. I stick to my lane. Just like I don't have my sales guy making Facebook ads. I don't have my, face, my account manager doing sales calls. They've expressed it. We don't like that. This is what we like. I'm like, say no more. Stick to what you're good at. Period. So, Kyrie, I, I want to hop into it more because, like, you talking like with the different positions that you've built out and all that. So as a person creating this business, how do you start the process of like really delegating out these different tasks to these people? First, all right, so if I had to do it all over again, let me just say I would do it like this. I would do everything for the first, you know, three months until you see, until you have a little extra money to pay someone 800 bucks a month or 600 bucks a month or even 400 bucks a month consistently, of course. So I would do everything myself. And then from there, I would just delegate one task. Just one task to that person that you cannot stand. And then just slowly add on. And then when they're at their breaking point, you know it's time to hire. Because if they're at their breaking point, that means you have more business that you've brought in. You know what I'm saying? So then, or they'll tell you when it's time to hire. 
So did that answer the question? Yeah. Like, that's a good timing point to do it. But, like, well, well, I guess more so what I'm asking is, like, what would be the steps they need to take to, like, start creating the roles for people? Like, you know, because sometimes in our businesses, whenever we're doing the work ourselves, we don't really know exactly how, like, you're doing all the different parts, like you mentioned, how to put it out there for somebody else to do it. Okay. So you need something called an SOP which is a standard operating procedure. So can I share my screen right now? Yes, sir. All right. I'm just going to bring you guys and show you exactly what an SOP is. Let me pull it up, though, first, because I got some sensitive information going on. Listen on the podcast audio, I'm going to need you to go to YouTube to see this one. This is a YouTube exclusive part right here. Definitely is. You guys see my screen? Yeah. Yes, sir. So onboarding. Onboarding is one of the most tedious things in my job. So what you have to do is create an SOP. This is just to onboard a client and get their account done. It's like just set up. It has nothing to do with the process after. So what you need to do is make sure you write out your process one step at a time. All right, so, so basically once the intake form is complete, check, check to make sure the Airtable client roster has been fully updated, blah, blah, blah. Create the account. And then every step to create the account. And GHL, to go high level. That's the CRM we use. Settings. This is everything you need to check in the settings, all right? Every single detail that you need to do because this task right here is not a profitable task. So once you do this enough, and once again, you're making enough money in your business to outsource this task that may take you an hour or two per client to do, then you need to outsource it. So, but you need an SOP first. So you start with the SOP. So when, as you're doing this yourself, I don't want to get off tangent with the question. As you're working within your business yourself, wearing every hat, every move you make for whatever the process is in your business needs to be written exactly like this. Like as you, it goes so in detail how to do everything. So when you now do have the income or revenue to hire, you don't have to sit there and train. You're like, hey, listen, onboarding is taking up too much of my time. I need to hire somebody to do the onboarding process. Let me write out, the, let me get the SOP to them so they know what to do step by step. And let's just say you just hire one person to do that. And then you're still wearing, now instead of wearing 10 hats, you're wearing nine hats. So now you're like, okay, um, client communication. Now this is where I have all my clients. You guys are really in here right now. So now it's like all these clients right now, right? You think I could talk to them all by myself with problems and complaints? No. So now, what's the SOP? Whenever someone asks me a question, like, who just talked to me today? Let's see. Margaret. So, me and Margaret, we don't get along too well. So, but that, this is one of the people I have to handle. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is there any way to export or copy all the contact info or conversations from the homes list leads? So, it doesn't matter what that actually means. She's just asking, can she download her leads? Mm-hmm. This is a question that would be an SOP because you have to build that list. So what I did was, I've done this a while ago already, I would literally record me downloading the CSV file for her and I would name it downloading CSV from client accounts. And you see how I'm just building the blueprint of the business on how to do things? Yeah, so now, you go step by step, like you did it, 
and then you recorded it, you documented it, so then they can someone can replicate it. Exactly, and that's how you just do it. And all, but at the end of the day, you can't think of when you're going to delegate. You just need the business to delegate tasks. You know what I'm saying? You can't have that. You have to one. I did everything in my business by myself from when I started learning in Columbia. Everything. So you need to always know your business better than anyone you hire. But it's not just that. You need to be able to elaborate your business and walk them step by step for everything as well. I'm going to bring you into one more, Jim. So once again, you guys, if you need support, like a support channel, use Basecamp. Daily tasks, use Asana. This is where you have Asana. Asana is basically an online to-do board. This is for outsourcing and stuff like that. This is what I use. We keep everybody updated right here. If you want to do actual videos for your staff, which is what I do all the time, and then I, I handwrite it as well, here you go. Quick look inside accounts, ads training, how to set up pixels, you know, onboarding, how do you find your integration keys? You see, this is how you build a business and you stop hustling. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, as a community, all they do is sell us is on, they say, become an entrepreneur, have your own time. When you're an entrepreneur, you have no freedom to do anything. It's impossible because when you're building a business, you work more on your business and you're giving 12, 14, 16, 18 hours a day to your business. The reality of the situation is that you're just self-employed at your own business, period. That's not a scalable method. You always need to think in terms of scalability, such as Facebook, my Facebook marketing. It is a scalable business because it's a simple process. We generate clients through Facebook ads. Why do we generate clients through Facebook ads? Because Facebook ads, we can measure how much it costs per appointment and how much does it cost from that appointment for someone to become a client, which is around, for, it costs us $150 for someone to become a client. Mm-hmm. So what that means is every 150 I spend, I will have a new client that will pay me at least 500. Well, now it's 797 dollars. Pretty good, right? The number, the numbers make sense. <laughs> exactly. But this is how you become a business owner. A hustler is gonna say, "Yo, it's like the dude on the block. He's just trying to sell hats. He doesn't know who is who bought hats from him in the past. He doesn't have a follow up system for the dude he sold hats to." The crackhead just standing there on the corner asking for change rather than figuring out, yo, who's the dude that gave me the dollar last week? How often does he come to the store? Maybe he'll give me a dollar once every two weeks. If I could find 20 people like that, I might be all right for the week to eat. Man, that's huge. That's really huge in building a, in a business and entrepreneurship is to know your numbers and know your data. Know how many people come to your store are your customers or use your service. How many people that come step foot into your store? Like just knowing the data helps you build out your business significantly. Same. And it's, we all have access to it. And we don't need, this isn't some, oh, nah, but I got to have bread type situation. No. If you understand your demographic and your data and your numbers, you don't need anything. Yeah. Because you can easily hire somebody for $3 an hour to do tasks where they don't even have to talk to your customers. So you're telling me you can't afford at 20 hours a week, $60 a week. I can tell you right now what you can cancel. 
You can cancel your Netflix subscription. That's $13 right there. So that's three hours a week right now. You just save. So that's three hours you can hire somebody. That gas that you're spending $40 to fill up the tank, stop driving, start walking. There we go. We just saved another 20. Now we're at $30. That's 10 hours for a virtual assistant. You just saved yourself 10 hours a week by cutting out some BS. That dinner you want to take the girl on, that's going to cost you $80, $90, Stop doing that. Because that $100 right there, that's a damn near week. That's a full paycheck for a virtual assistant. But the problem is we're too busy trying to be hustlers and we're not trying to understand the concept of a business owner. One thing I could say about what I've built in the last six months, well, the last 25 years, actually, but six months for the marketing agency, we'll say, is that we have been lied to. They are selling us false information. They tell us to be an entrepreneur because they know black people will go so hard based off our egos to not go work for somebody again that we will do it completely wrong. Because you can watch every single course they give us, free this, free that. But what, have you ever joined a course where they're like, a mastermind, not just the course, because you can't give game away for free, of course, but unless you're Kyrie, then that's what I do. It bites me in the ass every time. But have you ever joined a mastermind where they're like, hey, this is the SOP. This is the standard operating procedure. These are the videos. When was the last time you had someone? Or is they're just giving you the knowledge? That's the issue. We don't need any more knowledge. We know what we have to do but we don't know what we need to do internally in order to scale our business. Everything you're seeing here with my Facebook ads and Facebook marketing layout, the thing is that's a scalable business because I do real estate ads right now on Facebook. I could easily, actually in August, we're going to be doing fitness ads next for gyms and personal trainers. You know why? Because it's the same product. I mean, it's, a, it's the same system, just a different product on top. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, same uh, system, different product, but we, they all do the same stuff. This is how everyone's getting so rich so quickly. This is how that kid made 200000 per month because he was just like, it's just a system. When you turn your car on and the engine starts going, does it do something different every time? Sometimes we got shady cars, though. Sometimes we do. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I had a 2002 Honda. I didn't know what it was going to do. But now, I know I turn the ignition, put it in reverse, pull out of my spot, put it in drive, press the gas. What do I do with my business? Create the team creates the ads, does the onboarding. Sales manager does whatever he does. Kyrie collects the check and handles anything, the real fires. Yeah. And what's stopping me from doing that 10 more times? It's just really a, a shift in the mindset. That's it. Shifting that from, like you said, that hustler mentality to that business owner mentality. We need to implement systems so that we can actually grow and scale. Because generational wealth, you ain't too many people going to make generational wealth just hustling up by themselves. Yeah. What are you going to give them? You ain't got nothing to give them. Yeah. <sighs> Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. That's it. That's the tweet. I am obsessed. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's a go. The Black Wealth Renaissance presents the eight-week live webinar series. <laughs> yeah. Come and get equipped to win in personal finance, real estate, stocks, insurance, and more. 
class is in session. I also, I do want to jump into the Facebook ads a little bit more to my brother because I know you mentioned them several times, and I really think our people need to understand the power of that marketing. So could you give us some insight on, like, what Facebook ads are and how they work? All right, so Facebook ads are simple. So there's, they're not boosted posts, so let me clarify that now. Boosting posts and running Facebook ads are two completely different things. So take notes on this one. A boosted post is Facebook showing random people who are most likely to engage and or comment with your post. A Facebook ad is when Facebook shows a targeted audience to become a customer, lead, video viewer, something. So if it's a video viewer ad you're running, Facebook will target people most likely to watch videos. If you're running a lead generation campaign, Facebook will show you people most likely to fill out that form. Mm -hmm. And when I say show you, I mean show that ad to people who will. So you know what? If you guys want, I could just bring you into a quick ad account right now. That's cool, man. I mean, once again, YouTube follows. Y'all going to get blessed up again. <laughs> exclusive this episode. Absolutely. So let's do the lifetime results. 580 leads. She's a realtor. She spent $318 for 580 leads. This is what Facebook does. This is a campaign that's just it's once you see lead generation. So these are 580 people who said they were interested in buying. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean they want to buy a home now. It just gives me the leads and it goes to the CRM, et cetera, of how many people want to buy a home. So now Margaret now knows for 300, around 300 bucks, we'll get her close to 500 leads. So all she needs to do next is this. Out of those 500 leads, how many turn into closings? Now I know how much it's going to cost me to get a client. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the Facebook ads. I just want to show you that really quickly. So Facebook ads, you have awareness, consideration, conversion. These are campaigns. Once again, make sure you guys watch this YouTube video because this is where you're going to get the value. So traffic, this just means bringing people to your website. If you just want people going to your website, they don't even have to do anything. You just want more website awareness, you use traffic. The engagement, this is if you have a post, like a sponsored post or anything like that that you want to do. You made a really good you know, meme video or something or a meme picture. App installs, we don't use that. Video views, what if, for example, if I was you guys right now, I would chop this video up, take a 60-second um, thing, 60-second clip, run a video view behind it. Fun fact of the day, Facebook video views are the cheapest way to generate leads on Facebook hmm. because they will charge you around three to seven cents per view. So around, I think it's like around like, we did a test, it was like, we spent $600 in a month and you got 50,000 views on a video. You can pay for your freedom <laughs> on, online. Lead generation, that's what I was telling you about. You basically, you set up a little lead form, people fill it out. But let's just stick to these. So Facebook is targeting the people who are most likely to do one of these things. Peep traffic, people who are most likely to go to your website. Engagement, people who are most likely to engage in your posts. Video views, it's going to show people who are most likely to show a video, only to watch a video for anywhere from three seconds to the entire thing. Lead generation, people who are most likely to fill out a lead form that you have set up, collecting their information. Man. You see how powerful this stuff is? 
And then let's just go inside of it really quickly. I'll even give you guys a little. I, I'm not, I can't go too hard in this because then you just start falling asleep after a while. <laughs> so Facebook, if you're not running real estate ads, you can target age, gender, and yeah, age and gender. If you're running real estate ads, you can't, but Facebook is smart enough to know who to target. It's just because of discrimination, et cetera. A couple of people tried redlining with Facebook ads. Facebook ads. I ain't going to get into that. I'm sure we all know who the people are. So, <laughs> so first, let's say you guys have a video. One, if you do United States, it's like the best. The more, the less data you give Facebook, the better. Facebook likes to find the people for you because it helps their algorithm. So let's just say we're going to do Texas. We'll do Dallas. So we want people who live in Dallas and within 25 miles, people who live in or recently here, or we'll just do people living in this location. Ages, let's just say your demographic is 18 to 30. Detailed targeting. If I was you guys right now, I'll do, let's see, maybe Grant Cardone. Boom. Now just start clicking suggestions. Tony Robbins. Who else? Gary Vaynerchuk. Now people with these interests, Facebook knows to start sending targeting people like that. Mm-hmm. But, and then languages, you could target by language. Placements, always leave automatic placements. And then budget, how much you want to spend a day? You want to spend $5 a day? You want to spend $50 a day? What do you want to spend? Facebook says, listen, we got what you need, no matter the budget. So come on down and get saved. And like, they don't care. I'm not saying you're going to get crazy amount of views with $5 a day, but it's damn sure a start. It's a way you can start collecting that data. Yes, the journey may be a little bit slower, but at the end of the day, at least you're on the right path and you're not going to have to turn around. And I think it's major that people take advantage of this stuff because like whenever you take in mind uh, when you market it on social media in general, like especially on Instagram, they're limiting your reach. Instagram and Facebook, you're not going to get to all those profiles. So like throwing that little extra bread behind it can really get you to reach to those people that really already in your audience that you're not getting the access. Did you know, well, besides Facebook only Instagram, one Facebook wants you to run Instagram ads from the Facebook ads account, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So if you guys aren't doing it, 100% do it. You're going to see some crazy conversions and we can have a conversation about that later. But if you have a business page on Facebook, don't, how do I say this? I don't want to confuse people. But if you have a business page on Facebook, there's only one of two things you need to be doing. Are you focused on branding or are you focused on lead generation? You cannot do both when you are starting out. And I always say focus on lead generation because you need the money to be a sustainable business. All this doesn't mean nothing if you can't afford it, period. If you can't afford the hundred bucks a week, none of it means anything or even 25 a week. All this stuff costs money. So money's coming out. There's never be a free way to scale your business. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to keep taking the long-term road where you have to build out for two or three years rather than take the shortcut, that's on you. But let's get back. So what Facebook does is they want you to pay for these ads because it's how they make money off ads. If you have a business page, don't even waste your time posting stuff because Facebook only shows, I think it's like 3% of the people who actually like your page that post, unless that post has a high amount of engagement then they will show more. And the reason why Facebook does it, not just because they're trying to hit a quick finesse on you, but at the end of the day, it is about the user experience. Mm -hmm. 
So people who are engaging with more content, of course they're gonna show that more. Just like how the dealership is gonna put the best cars in front or in the showroom. Because they wanna keep you on the platform, they wanna keep you in the place, yeah. Exactly. Facebook, I'm telling you, they about to send like three or four goons to my crib tonight. They're like, Kyrie, don't do that. <laughs> You're giving away the secrets. <laughs> but this is, that's, and people are so focused on what about my business page, what about my logo? None of that matters. When I run ads, I literally create new business pages every single time because I'm not focused on branding. I'm focused on lead generation. Mm -hmm. My clients say, oh, I want my brand here. I want my brand there. I'm like, listen, we're not a branding company. We're a lead generation company. Two different things. Let's get you the lead so we can get you the money. Once we get you the money, let's focus on branding. Because mm -hmm. then you got more money to brand anyway, like you said. Exactly. A system. This is why I keep stressing about it to everybody. If you have a system, you can duplicate it. Because you guys have just created a podcast done the right way. I'm sure there's places you want to improve, but you guys are doing much better than the other million people who've created podcasts. Is that fair to say? I think that's pretty fair to say. Okay. You just hit number 28 on the charts. You guys were just at like 37 or 39 a couple days ago. So you guys are doing something right. So let's just say you wanted to create a new podcast about sports. You would have a much better understanding on how to do it the next time, right? Because you're going to yeah. just gonna take the same thing, different products. Now, my question to everyone that's going to be listening or is listening is this. Do you see how easy it is to make multi-millions of dollars off a system? Like, come on. You just got to know what you're doing and replicate it. That's all everyone's doing. When was the last time you heard of something new? Brand new. That's hard to come by in 2020. <laughs> like, you guys are not a new podcast. You guys did not reinvent the wheel, right? No. <laughs> So why is everybody trying to create something new? Do what works. You guys understood the community needs leaders. There have been leaders before. There are leaders currently. You guys are now leading and want to provide value. You guys didn't say, oh, let's create a virtual portal where people could come in and listen to us or physically watch us talk. You guys are like, no, listen, let's get a microphone. Let's link up once, twice a week, once a month, and let's put it out there, right? Got to put it in the streets. You guys are doing the same thing now. Now it's just more organized and systematized. It's time and a year later, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be a better system, more efficient, more virtual assistance. You guys will be doing less posting, less talking. You guys will only just show up just for the show. You will not be setting up doing Zooms. Your virtual assistants are going to handle that because you have systematized it and showed them and created the SOPs step by step on how to do so. There's nothing different that anyone is doing here. We are creating systems. A business is a system that solves a solution. You think of a business any other way, you need to go and apply to McDonald's and make sure you keep flipping the burgers. And then when you go apply to McDonald's and flip those burgers, look exactly how every single damn McDonald's you go to is the same exact thing every time. I've never went to a McDonald's and had to do something different. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm so tired of the BS that I hear in these gurus saying, oh, you, need, you don't need a damn thing. You just need to get your shit organized. Mm. Just organize your process and everything you do. The minute you do that, you could replicate it, duplicate it, or sell that bitch. If you sell it, it is a franchise. If you yep. replicate it, it's just your business. 
Do you know how you become a franchise? You need to have every single step by step, every procedure written out thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Once you have that, you are 30% ready to become franchise. Then the rest is attorney BS, revenue, taxes, et cetera. So this is why, and it's so crazy because six months ago, when I was living in the six people, one bedroom, let's not forget this. Nice suburban town though. Thank God. I'm very happy about that. You know, but when I was sitting there with $13 in my bank account, once again, because I messed my money up because that's the problem. I made a hundred and I'm not even going to say it because the IRS will one day bring this back to make it haunt me. <laughs> when my business made some money, there you go. <laughs> the problem was I spent it all on business expenses, of course, mm -hmm. but I had, and then, but I was just getting money. I was knowing how to get money but I didn't know how to build a system. I cannot replicate again what I did in wholesaling. I could now because I understand that it's a system. Generate Facebook ads, have my team qualify the leads. I have a call center now as well. We just opened it up last month. Have my call center qualify the leads, have the account manager book the appointment, have my sales guys show up to the house. Somebody lock in the deal, let me collect my check. A system, it just, I do the same thing every time. I worked in Amazon. We did the same thing. Do you know why people hate the corporate structure? You guys got me sweating over here. I knew I turned the AC on for a reason. You know why I hate the, you know why people hate the corporate structure? It's because what do they say? It's boring. We do the same thing over and over again. Come on, dog. You guys are now feeling me right now because you now know everything is a system. The government's a system. The police is a system. The black family is a system. We just do the same thing. We're not breaking bad habits. We're trying to break bad systems. Mm. Hey, that's a heavy one right there. Come on, man. I'm telling you, they don't want to, don't let them put me on a stage one day because these gurus will be out of business. We're doing nothing different here. I'm telling you, you guys are going to see me replicate my real estate marketing business 10 times over in different niches because it's the same thing that I'm doing every time, just a different product. I like how you mentioned the call center because that, uh, and congrats by the way. And I think that's huge because it's, it's almost like vertical integration. And I think that's huge for businesses that they need to understand that don't outsource everything when you can actually build it inside your own and make it your own business. For the first six months to a year of your business, until you're really making some consistent revenue, outsource everything. As you're outsourcing, you have now provided yourself the time to begin building it internally, period. Because for my real estate clients, what I provide for them is this, leads from Facebook. And then when the leads come into the CR, should I screen share and just show you? Let me just show you. Let me, I'm, you guys about to see the machine right now. Let's go three times on YouTube. Like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Let's go to YouTube. Y'all listening to just this podcast, I'm telling y'all, y'all missing out. Leads come in. This is a lot of automation. The minute a lead responds to our automation, this is automations right here, two texts and an email. And then it goes on for like six months. We built this out in the back end and it's really easy to build it out. You're just typing stuff. When the lead responds, they automatically get moved over into conversation, which is when my team is now notified, hey, Shara just responded to the um, thing. I don't know what Shara just said, so hopefully it's nothing bad. Boom, she responded to whatever. I forgot to ask, you're looking for a fixer, flip, whatever this stuff says. Yes, Jose has now responded. Jose is a guy in my team. Now they're talking to a live person. 
once they fully qualify the lead, they go to homes list request. So this is what happens here. Automation, and now a real conversation with a real person is going on, all right? Getting all their criteria. She hasn't responded, now we know every Saturday we're gonna send a follow-up. But this is the information on the right-hand side that we have received, all right? This is what this lead is looking for. You see up here, July 18th, call attempt, because every time somebody does anything from my call center, it automatically imports back into this lead and it just updates the notes. We do the same thing every time. I cannot make this any simpler. It's just a system. So the system is lead, conversation, homes list. Homes list means that we finally qualified the lead. The call center's in there doing their thing. Let's see. This right here, you guys see this, the chat channel that I have? You guys see that? Yeah, we can see it. Oh, okay. This right here is how I communicate with my team. And this is just how we stay on point with each other. So we know when we're, in the, when we're out in the, the CRM, we're doing our thing. This is how we're staying in communication with each other. It's just one big chat room. That doesn't sound any different. I pay, what, 50 bucks a month? It's $6 per user or something like that. And we do the same thing. Basecamp. When clients sign on with us, they have a to-do list. They just have to do this and check it off. There's no difference. Everything's systematized. This is how you create a business. So now we know for the 27 clients, and we probably had around 30 clients in the last six months, they've just done the same thing. There's nothing being different done. Because if, if you're doing something different, you don't have a business. You just have a hobby. You're just throwing, you're throwing shit to the wall hoping it sticks. We do the same thing every day. Corporate. It's monotonous. It's the same stuff every day. That's why we hate the corporate world. Unless you're at the top of the food chain, then it's not the same type of hate. Because I don't hate that I just made a quick 15, I'm sorry, that my business just made a quick $1,500 yesterday for nothing. At the end of the day, I literally just see you've been paid 1500 bucks. I didn't even know what was going on. No idea. And this is a consistent thing. Like, it's insane. Dog. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what to say anymore. What can I tell the people? Like, to make them understand that there is nothing difficult about this. It just takes a long time. It takes not even a long time. It takes time to build the perfect foundation. There will be tweaks. There will be everything. But you just need to take the imperfect action. Be ready to hear criticism. From that criticism, don't get angry. Understand your clients or the people that trusted you with their money is saying, we do not like this. If you hear that enough people don't like one thing, it means you need to change it. Mm -hmm. My staff told me, Kyrie, we don't like emailing clients because sometimes they don't get back to us or they say that we never reached out to them. So I was like, okay, let's go. Let's create a support channel where all the clients go. Putting it in place. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it, my brother. We're I love it. in 2020 no more. We're building systems, period. For sure. Hey, y'all listen to my brother and listen to this message. If you a hustler, I know we got a lot of people that listen to this podcast that want to be entrepreneurs and business owners. This man's dropping mad gems right now because this is what we need to do. We got to build systems. What'd you say? Say it again because I like how you said that shit. What I said. I forgot what I said. I was on a roll. Building <laughs> businesses all 2020. Now.
What's poppin', guys? It's Jay Jonah here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of your biggest names in your favorite industries. And it's all brought to you exclusively right here by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're building businesses all 2020, not hustling, because on God, like, Keep that hustling stuff to anybody but us, period. <laughs> like, that's, I'm just, this is how it has to be. Because there's nothing I could teach anybody. If you're not willing to get organized and just document every single thing, like, dog, I have notebooks every day. They just sit full of notes. Just write stuff down when new stuff happens every day. Because I understand that this needs to be implemented somewhere. And at the end of the day, I have my systems. I'll go through it. I'll go to Google Docs, be like, all right, let me write this out. What do I need to keep? What needs to go? Then next, I put it into that chat channel, that Slack channel you guys saw with my team and say, hey guys, this is what I want you to begin implementing. Please add it to this SOP, the text file, so we now have the updated SOP. Took me all of what? It probably took me five, 10 minutes to do that. And that's it. And it feels so good because when you have that system, you also know how to count your money. Because trust me, I mean, the one thing about a machine, it keeps going until you decide to turn it off. I'll tell you that right now. And you could do it over and over again. Ford didn't just make one car. They made like 60. The lease. People knew that people didn't want to buy cars. So they're like, we're going to give you the same car. And we'll give you a new one every three years if you even want. But you're still going to take this car. And we're not going to change the way we make the car. We're only going to upgrade it every year. We're going to do slow modifications and upgrades. The Honda Civic now, I mean, back then in 2000, does not look like the Honda Civic now, does it? Nope. But it was not a drastic change they made either. Every year incrementally, things began changing. Then major groundwork first and then continue to build. Like you said, lay that foundation. And then when you lay the foundation, you need to do these two things right after. Once you're good now, and then even good doesn't have to be a million dollars, doesn't have to be $10,000 a month, whatever is good to you. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Whatever is good to you, you taking care of your, your kids and you feeding your son or daughter, you're good. So the next thing is now we have the foundation, right? So my foundation is Facebook advertising. So basically lead generation and conversion. That is my main business. But can somebody tell me, let's do this. When you go to McDonald's, right? You have two options. Do you just want the sandwich or do you want the fries and a Coke? Correct? So when you have a business, now you need to figure out, hey, I got the burger, but what's my fries and a Coke? Mm-hmm. So my fries right now is the call center because that is an additional. That does not come with the service. If you want the call center, you got to pay an additional $5 per lead that comes in. And as you mm-hmm. guys see, these ain't, it's not, we're not doing five, 10 leads. We're doing like 500 leads per client. So that's my fries. And then do you want, um, I forgot what the third one is since we work with agencies as well. So we have another thing is the mentorship. The mentorship is the Coke. Like, hey, listen, you don't want to use, you want to use my services, using everything, call center, lead generation, lead conversion. You want to learn how to do this as well? 
Well, come on, my friend, for an extra thousand dollars, I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. Now I have a value meal. Now no one's just paying for the burger. Because not everybody wants a burger. Some people just some people want it all. I want when I go to a restaurant, I want the drink, I want the fries, I want the coke. I'm there. I'm already spending the money. I already trust that person. I gave that person money one time. I will give them money 10 more times as long as they continue providing the value. Mm -hmm. This is why we continue giving McDonald's the money because at the end of the day, you leave fed, addicted, and satisfied. This is why we keep going back to the same girl who we know is toxic because you leave fed, addicted, and satisfied. <laughs> Come on. Hey, that's real shit though. That's facts. Hey, and on that one, bro, I want to pivot to the last segment of the show. I want to do what's on your timeline. So what's something that you've seen on your social media that you just want to talk about, Kyrie? Well, it was something that was like so inspirational. And it has to do with, you know, the black wealth renaissance. When I saw that you guys made it into the Yahoo, uh, I think it was the Yahoo News article about being the top 40 business podcast. And uh, basically, I don't even know, America, I don't even know, just on Apple Music, wherever it may be. When I saw that, compared to when I first started listening to you guys last year, one, the growth that I seen, I was like, they get it. They get it. And on top of it, you guys being a black-owned podcast, talking of, with, a, I'm assuming, a majority black listeners. You know, I don't expect many Hanks and Toms to be in here, unfortunately. But, you know... When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Because the funny thing is, I don't follow, like, females and stuff. I unfollow all that. I only see black entrepreneurs because mentally I want it to be to the point where I only look at my black brothers and sisters as successes. Like, I think every black person owns a business because all I have on my timeline is black business owners. But I have a personal connection with you guys after talking to Jalen and after being an actual subscriber and a listener that it feels that much better and that it really stood out to me. I actually sat there and I did a little, I did one of those. I was just like, oh shoot, I ain't no one even here. So that's what I saw. And that's, I just, I watch everything you guys do, what you guys post, the value every single day. And it's just, it helps me. Cause it makes me believe that I'm not the only black business owner out here. Cause this is a cold world out here. And you will get eaten alive by these other business owners if you don't have your shit together ASAP. Period. Don't nobody give a damn about you. You can have a seat at the table, but they'll never make you a plate. And the minute you turn your back, they're going to try to take everything off your plate. Period. But at least you're going to be able to be invited to that table. And that's what you guys have now just said. You have now been invited. They're not going to make your damn plate for you, but they're like, it's right there. We ain't going to make it easy for you to get there, but you can still go get it. It's up to you what you do now that you got here. Because momentum does not come on our time. Momentum comes on its own time. So the question is, we're going to flip it. What are you guys going to do now? Mm. You're going to get that system. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Systematizing, growing, and just exploring the different avenues, bro. We're trying to add more value to our people in any way possible. We're trying to provide education and entertainment in one all together. The vision is great. You got to keep pushing, man. Got but it. I appreciate you like sharing that with us, bro. Because like, you know, we do this Black Wolf Renaissance thing, man. We love Black Wolf Renaissance. It started out as a passion project for us. So it made me glad to know that it can impact other brothers the way that 
we intended for it to because we felt alone. We didn't know this information. So it's just, it's touching, man. I appreciate that. 100%. Listen, man, honestly, I was so proud to even be able to speak on this podcast because I was like, this is the one. You guys are a smart group of individuals. And as I told Jalen, like, I know you guys are about it. You guys got some things rolling out. He told me about a couple of things. Come to me. Ask me. This is on the house. I want to see you guys succeed. I understand what it takes to really succeed. And you guys already put in the action. Your numbers obviously speak for themselves. So whatever we need to do to systematize this thing, I got you. Well, probably won't be me. You'll probably be one of my VAs that I taught how to do it. <laughs> so hey, we appreciate you, my brother, for sure. For sure. We could definitely got a link with that one. So, Kyrie, bro, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Thank you so much for coming on here, dropping these gems, teaching the people about systems of automations and the power of Facebook, man, because we really need that shit like we do. So before we wrap everything up, I want can you let the people know, like, anything you got going on, how they can reach you, how they can get your services or anything? Just plug yourself in, bro. So it's pretty simple. Listen, I'm a Facebook guy. I don't really do Instagram too much. So all you got to do is go to www.facebook.com slash Kyrie, K-H-A-R-I, Judah, J-U-D-A-H, Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R. And that's where I drop gems there every day. The people love me on there because somebody, I don't know what my last breath is going to be. I may not make it to the main stage. So at least I'm going to leave. My Facebook is going to be there for my son, and whoever else decided to watch the journey the entire time. Sure. So if y'all want to get at my brother, y'all definitely, definitely look him up. Kyrie Judah Harper. Before we wrap this episode up, man, we about to go hop to a couple of housekeeping items. First and foremost, everybody, thank y'all for continuing to listen to the Black Wolf Renaissance podcast, liking, sharing, subscribing. As I mentioned earlier, we just topped out at number 28 on the charts, highest we ever ranked. So. Thank y'all for that, man. We really appreciate it. Like I said, the, we just want to keep spreading this message and this knowledge of black entrepreneurship and ownership and how it can change our community. With that said, y'all be on the lookout. Y'all hop in, check in, tap in for our eight weeks of web webinar series. We're going to have eight webinars on various topics, all designed to help you get further along on your journey to financial freedom. So. If that's something y'all ready to tap into, we got that popping off. Uh, it's gonna start on July 21st and we're gonna do them every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. CST to sign up. We're gonna have a link down in the show notes. Kelly, y'all got anything? Yeah, man, I just wanna say thank you to everybody that's listening. Keep rocking with us, keep supporting us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I just wanna piggyback off what you said with the eight week, uh, the eight week course, man. It's gonna be really great. I just want everybody to go check that out look into the different topics and stuff that we're going to be covering like that's going to really be cool like we're trying to make sure that we go really in depth each week that's why it's going to be eight weeks so not really trying to get that full experience like you said sure so yeah y'all tap in check in with that and with that being said this is Blackwell Renaissance signing out peace I got money on my mind I'm just trying to get some dough I ain't picking up my lot Unless it's money on the phone Gotta get it on the daily All I want is dubs, you know what I'm on I've been chasing after paper All I know is broad money marathon
AT&T Fiber presents A Straightforward Moment. Your wine? Thanks. I'll pretend I know what I'm doing before saying it's good. And I'll pretend I don't know you're pretending. Are you a gagillionaire? Yeah, I have AT&T Fiber. The straightforward pricing has inspired me to be more straightforward. Me too. Ugh, this wine. I'll fetch you a better one. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Hey, everyone. It's Akila Friend here from Monuments to Me podcast. If you're a fan of current events and cultural podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Monuments to Me. It's a show that covers societal issues, pop culture, and of course, Black Women's Empowerment. It's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, a network anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.